and welcome everyone to the newest episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And today we have a very special guest with us. Craig, would you like to do the introduction? Yeah, so today we invited a, a friend of mine, Jason Salvaggio. He's, I've known Jason for probably like almost nine years now. Uh, we went to college together and he's a multi-instrumentalist, plays in several different bands and figured it'd be good to have him on the show to talk about the local scene in New Jersey. He tours with his bands. He works full time. One of the hardest working guys I know um, from just, you know, multiple angles. So yeah, we talked to him about uh, his band. So he's in two bands. I don't know, Jason, if you want to, you want to introduce yourself <laughs> and your bands and stuff. And Hey, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, of course. I played a bunch of stuff over the years, but currently right now I play in like a ska hard punk band called the best of the worst and uh more like emo-y tappy pop punky band called county drop yeah so i went through like uh in doing obviously my my due diligence here <laughs> dove into you know some of the the best of the worst backlog and, and the county drop stuff so i mean let's start from the beginning let's just take it from the beginning here and how you even got playing music so i remember talking to you before you started off on drums actually right well I started off, I was in like drumline in high school, but I started playing guitar in like seventh or eighth grade. Okay. So, well, and in third grade, I started playing strings. So I played, I played viola all the way through high school. Oh, really? That that kind of made the, that kind of made guitar make more sense to me as far as like fingerings and playing an instrument that had strings. So my first like band instrument was actually guitar. Yeah. Then when I joined high school, I started playing in marching band. Sure. So I was in the drumline for that. Was there was there anyone who pushed you into the string instruments, or was that something you always wanted to kind of lean towards? I mean, you're in third grade and you just do it. You just did it, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and I I played viola, which is a little more obscure than violin. True. So be, I think mostly because of that, but so I ended up like being pretty good, and I was like uh, I was like first chair in high school and stuff. So I just kept doing because I liked it, and then from there I just kept expanding music in like every direction. Very cool. Yeah, I got so, to do some cool stuff with viola. Like I got to play the State Theater here in Count Basie, like backing rock bands. I played a show where like we uh, recreated the Sgt. Pepper's album. Oh, so really? I played, like, all the strings on that. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. So yeah, so you have kind of like a varied upbringing musically, and then you got into guitar. You said in seventh and eighth grade. Now, you taught yourself completely, or did you take lessons? I took lessons, but it was from like this old like haggard guy who feels like he probably like missed his shot to be in queen and so basically he wouldn't he didn't teach me like theater or anything i was getting a lot of like theory and stuff like that in school so really i would just play a song and he would learn it by ear and teach me how to play it from there so oh I really learn playing guitar from playing other songs oh wow which really like held my ear so that's probably, I think, that's my biggest, uh, my biggest strength. I'm not like a great technical player or anything. But yeah, but you, here for things. You, yeah, yeah, and I can relate to that because I always say, like, I, I, I dabble a little bit, and you know, not a great guitar player by any stretch, but that's usually how I play. Like, I don't, I don't read music. I, I can follow tabs, but typically, I just listen to the music and try and replicate how it sounds and play by ear. Yeah, just taps for me yeah. as well. Yeah, that's good for playing with people. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, being able to do that. So what kind of like, so I know, in, in addition to your band, so you're big into gear, and you do gear metropolis, your your website, I've seen like on Facebook, you always have pictures of your pedal board up, which is glorious. Yeah, having a full time job makes it hard to not 
five pedals. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was your like first guitar, first amp combo, and then kind of how you progressed from there into kind of some of the stuff you play with now? So like I started, I mean, obviously I started with like some starter pack, but the first real guitar I bought in eighth grade was an SG Faded. Okay. Which they started doing, they did it after the, uh, they did like a goth series and then that didn't go too well. So then they launched this, this faded series, which is supposed to be like the little cheaper side of the Gibson, which I, which I liked. I had that guitar for, for a long time, but as known to happen with Gibsons, the headstock broke off like three times. Really? So uh, they're pretty easy to fix. And I, I had that one fixed like three or four times, but then after that I gave up on fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> Just ditch it. So what do you play now? So moving on from there, I kind of, I went to Les Paul after the SG. Okay. And, but now I'm back to an SG standard is what I play as my main guitar. Okay. And you still have the Les Paul kicking around. Yeah, I have, I mean, I'm looking at all my guitars <laughs> now. Yeah. I, I went through a little P90 kick. So I have a SG, not SG, a, a Melody Maker. Okay. So that's a Gibson too. That has two P90s instead. Yep. Okay. And then. I also played in like a a more traditional ska reggae band. So I had a I had a Fender 69 Tele, the no reissue, like the one with the F hole in it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I could yeah. have a single coil. Uh what else do I have? My second guitar I ever bought was a Mexican strat, and I just recently like took all the hardware off, bought like a new pickguard from Warmoth. And just put a Duncan distortion, so it just has one pickup, <laughs> just turned all up to ten, and that's that's actually a pretty good backup. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, I have a lot of guitars. I have like five. I have, I don't even one, two, three, four, five. Like eight guitars, probably. Wow, all oh, electric. Yeah, just electric guitars. One of them's a baritone, okay. which I used on the last uh, the last best, the worst, and the last County Job album. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you, do you, what drop tunings do you play in? So you use that. So it's, I, it's more like it's more like a texture thing, but okay. If you listen to Kill Screen off Natural Born Haters, my whole guitar track is done in drop A. Oh shit! <laughs> and and since County Drop plays a half step down, we did. It, it wasn't like featured. It was just a a doubling effect for uh, one or two songs. That's actually drop G sharp. Shit, wow. <laughs> you're like you're way down there. But it's like it's like you mix it in underneath, and it's just like a texture thing. You don't really it hits you more, but you don't like notice it. It doesn't stick out. Sure, it's adding like, it's adding more to the baseline. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a Casey Australian esque. Yeah, no, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so yeah, so let's talk about the best of the worst. So you you start off in the best of the worst. When was that formed? Yeah, so a lot of people like have their first band that that's like bad, but that was the best of the worst for me. Really? And you guys aren't bad by any stretch. Yeah, no way. Oh, but it started out bad. Like, <laughs> luckily, like, even if you look at our band camp, there's, like, releases before that that we just don't acknowledge in our, like, chronology. Luckily, they're not out there on the internet too much. But but even before Quarter Life, we did a, a full-length and an EP before that. Oh, really? Because Quarter Life is the first one that I have from yeah, you guys. Yeah, Quarter Life is kind of like, so we formed in 2005, 2006-ish. A bunch of us were in marching band, basically, and our singer, our music teacher, was in Streetlight Manifesto. He oh, was, shit. oh wow, he was the uh, trumpet player, trombone player for the first album, and then he quit to teach us music more. So 
we like we always joked around starting a ska band and then we actually did and that was like the first so that was like 2005 2006 so quarter life is kind of like the first few album the first the first album is like the first uh the songs that are good so we like picked the songs from our history that were good re-recorded <laughs> them well and that's like the first release yeah because oh, nice. what am i looking at here you had grand slam and then there's some single that looks like it was out blindsided before quarter life no those that's not those are just like small like, eps yeah oh okay they came out they came out more in the middle oh in the middle they're I'm like sorry. not even online like we we don't put them out there oh gotcha you don't want anybody to find them ever <laughs> yeah they're buried deep there's like old recordings of like sergeant beatdown there's an old song of like pretty much most of the songs on quarter life have like a bad recorded version of it too okay gotcha, gotcha. so you 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 re you reissued a whole bunch of songs on quarter life yeah, once we like actually figured out what we were doing. Sure. And actually like at that point we didn't have a bass player, so I actually recorded bass on that album too. That was the first time I ever played bass for anything. Okay. Wow. So you went from there to and then you, I guess after Quarter Life was Calling from the Grave, was that the next one? Yeah, that Came was down. And that's that was a completely free, never it's never been pressed on anything. It's just a digitally free album. Really? And that's probably my favorite of like all the stuff. I was listening back through that. It's, 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 it's a lot of people. I think it, it definitely got the most traction. It was because like it came out while we were still in college where we could do longer tours. We were doing like 18 day tours as opposed to the 10 day tours we do now. Okay. And it, there was kind of just like a, an upswing in the quote unquote ska core scene at that time where there was like a lot of bands around the country that were doing the same thing we did, like Fatter Than Albert, A Billion Ernie's, Flaming Tsunamis. So like, I think that album just hit at the right time. So a lot of people like that. A lot of people like that record. Yeah, so that's really interesting. So so is that kind of what genre-wise, so Ian and I always have this discussion when we talk about artists is kind of what genre they fall in. So you guys consider yourself Scott Court? It's like the easiest way to describe it. I mean, depends who you're talking to, how you describe it. One time we were in Rochester and we had to take a taxi. And so we just the guy asked what we sounded like and we just told him we sound like Sublime and Black Sabbath. All right. <laughs> because no one, people that don't know bands, what are you going to, how are you going to describe? They're not going to understand what you mean. Very yeah, true. yeah, exactly. So now if you listen to this, so that, that that's kind of an interesting segue here. So if you listen to like a lot of your music, it's, it's really interesting for that. Like it blends all these genres. Like, so obviously ska has the horns. It has a lot of reggae influences, but then there's the hardcore elements that come in there and you're clearly influenced by a, you know, a number of different people to be able to pull all these genres together. And obviously your band members are too. So like what, what was some of the stuff that you were listening to that typically influenced at least the music on this album? And then we can kind of talk about the lyrics. Cause I think the lyrics are interesting too. Yeah. So if you go back to like old best of the worst, when we were in high school, like there was also like a good metalcore, hardcore scene. Sure. So before the band even existed, like those were the shows I was going to, not really local ska shows. So then when we started a ska band at first, it was just like straight up third wave ska music. Like you would hear any local bad band play. <laughs> but then we kind of it kind of just like ended up sliding more towards the hardcore side to where now it's kind of we kind of have one or two ska parts in a song and I probably yell two thirds of the time as opposed to singing. Yeah. Right. So like back then it was bands like August Burns Red and Misery Signals from like the hardcore side, like the punk side bands like the Swellers and uh, Dillinger Four. And then 
I don't really know if there's bands from the ska side, but bands like Folly have like legitimate ska parts that fucking rip. So basically, Folly and the Flaming Tsunamis are the bands that I think sound the most like us, even though they really don't sound like us. Yeah, because right. I don't think anyone does. No. Yeah, I can tell you. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, so I I term, I'm normally metalcore, post hardcore, screamo, all that kind of stuff. That's where Craig and I started talking. And he he gave me the link for everything, and we'll, we'll obviously plug that to make sure everyone else can start listening to this. This is the first time I've heard a band ever do anything like this before. So it was fun to hear the horns and then go directly into a breakdown. So that was very new. That was <laughs> It was a lot of fun. We were just rocking out in the lab to it, and uh, I've been enjoying it a lot. But yeah, I, I don't know if a whole lot of people, even listening to our show, will know this kind of melding of genres. Yeah, and it's not, I mean, there's not that many bands that even do it, and every band that does it, does it very differently. Like, the band we're going out on tour with in March, I would, some people would put, throw it in the same ska core genre, but they're more like, uh, like a thrash punky, also ska band with horns. So it's like, everyone takes it a different way, but it kind of all falls under that umbrella a right. little bit. Right, right. Yeah, so now for the best of the worst, you primarily play you play guitar and do the vocals for for the best of the worst. Yeah, yeah, I play I play guitar now. It's now that we have two guitars, it's basically like rhythm guitar. Since uh, Perspectives was the first album that we had two guitars on, which I think really like that's how that's how we sound all the time. So it was refreshing to actually have two guitars live. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And and you do. All the vocals too, so clean and unclean vocals. I do clean and unclean. Yeah, Joe, our drummer, sings. We got Liz and Kate, our horn players, also throw some vocals in there too. But I do a decent amount of the vocals. Yeah. So do you find it hard? So we've been listening to the the other place we we tend to get a lot of information from is we've been listening to Shane Told's podcast. I don't know if you follow that at all. Lead no. singer syndrome. So he's the guy from Silverstein, and he interviews all the lead singers from different bands. So he's had. Like recently, he talked to the guy from The Word Alive. He's talked to uh, Pierre from Simple Plan recently. So he'll interview all these vocalists. One of the things he keeps coming back to, which I think is interesting to talk about here, is do you find it hard to switch back and forth between singing and then going to screaming and then going back to singing? It was – it took me a long time to like figure – to feel like where it sits in my throat. But now it's kind of like all the same thing. It's just like how much I distort it. So it used to be like singing kind of came from one point, one part of me. And like, uh, as far as like head voice kind of versus like, okay. versus like in your chest. But now it all comes from the same place. So it's really just like how hard I push. Now, did you do any like actual training, vo vocal training or anything? No. no? no. Sounds good. Like, honestly, when I'm in the studio, I just, like, scream until I get a headache. <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's your technique? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. When you pop too many aspirin, you're done? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not technical, and I'm sure my voice will suffer for it in the future. But as of now, I have no problems. Only time I ever lose my voice on tour is when I'm, like, actually sick. Ah, okay. I'm allergic to cats, so it sucks on tour. Because like if I can't stay in someone's house if I have a cat, because then I will get sick and I will not be able to sing, so I just sleep in the van those nights. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, roughing it. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a cool night outside, it's really not that bad. 
Yeah, true, like true. urban camping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you guys are going on tour coming up soon. Um, what what spots are you hitting? Um, it's like a decent number of Midwest dates. We're doing like Erie, Akron, uh, two Michigan shows, Grand Rapids and Detroit, all the way out to Milwaukee and Chicago, and throwing New Jersey date in there, upstate New York and Rochester. Okay, that's that's about it. Wow, cool. With working stuff now, people can really only get a week off at a time, so we do like ten days. Oh, yeah, okay. so that's interesting. So you you work full time, obviously, and then and do this touring. Do you, you know, all of us work full time? It's really crazy. Yeah, that's how easy touring was in college until <laughs> I graduated. Yeah, how yeah, do you? So oh, sorry, Craig. Yeah, with with all of these projects you have, how do you find time to do this? It's basically the only other thing I do. Okay. <laughs> I practice two to three times a week. Luckily, we're lucky enough to have a practice space that's shared between like all the bands I play and all the bands everyone in the best of the worst plays. And like most people in the best of the worst play in at least one other band. Oh, okay. So we all share one practice space and split up the rent and all our equipment's there. We could go any time of the day. So that really works out well. Oh, yeah. Wow. And it's like five minutes away from my house. Great. Sorry, Craig, I cut you off. What did you have there? No, no, I was actually going to ask the same oh, question. Okay. That you did. So Good. it I'm actually glad, worked out. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page on this one. Yeah, so I want to make sure we hit on all the things. So obviously the other major band that you play in is County Drop. So I know you, you've done stints in some other other bands in there. I don't know if we want to, you want to talk about that. or. Yeah, so when I was in school down in South Jersey, I played in a band called Party Attack, That's which right. was the first band I ever played bass in. So that kind of like got my chops together. And towards the end of, uh, like, in, like, 2011, I started playing with a band called Hub City Stompers. They were a, a ska hardcore band. Not, no, not a ska hardcore band. They are like, a traditional ska band with a, with a saxophone. So I did some touring with them, too. We got all the way out to California, Texas, and a bunch of places. Nice. That band, I just played guitar, and so that was fun. I got to just sit back and just stand in the back and just play guitar. <laughs> yeah, and they're fairly, like, well-known. In, yeah, in they've the been genre. around for a long time, so they had, they had a decent following, so it was fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah, more well-known than anything I've ever done. Yeah, and then, so are are you doing any work with Party Attack or the, the other band? No, no, Party Attack, uh, some of the guys moved to California, and Hub City Stompers, they just play with one guitar now and uh, keyboards. Okay, gotcha. So now you're doing county so two. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I could do more than two serious yeah. bands at this point, anyway. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's a shit ton of work. So, county drop. How did that get started? As kind of you. So you said everybody kind of plays in in more than one band. Was it kind of an offshoot for you from the best of the worst? Yeah. Well, county drop existed before me. Even the Jack and Brian, the guitar player and drummer. We've known them from the beginning of the best of the worst days. They used to play in a band called DCMS, okay. which was more of like a ska, a ska punky band. So we knew them from back in the day. So we would always play the same basement shows and stuff like that. And then they ended up needing a bass player. So I joined basically when I got out of school about. And so the last, the last three releases I played on, starting with the origin of skeletons and then the split we did with, Paste and then the most recent full one, you fire fly. Yep. Right. 
so so you play primarily bass, and you, it sounds like you do some vocals on at least the newest album. Yeah, pretty much like since I joined, Brian's been trying to like pass off vocal parts on me. So we kind of do like a 50-50 split almost. We don't like we don't sound like four years strong, but that's the <laughs> mindset I have with the vocals, with how we split it and how we do a lot of harmonies and shit like that. Yeah, and it sounds good. It's really it's kind of interesting because, like you said, so it's like this mix of punk rock and indie rock. And I think at least on the the band camp, I thought it, it said something like mathcore. Yeah, mathcore. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of not we have a I don't know about mathcore, but we have a lot of like off time stuff. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So the musically speaking, it's really interesting to listen to the the guitar work is like kind yeah, of yeah. Their guitar work is really cool. They they play really well together, Quan and Brian. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool to listen to. Yeah, I really enjoyed you Firefly a lot. I just like to I like that I that band I just get to sit back and just lay it down. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Get tight with the drums and sit back. Throw some vocals on, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, so is it it's more of a relaxing experience. You don't feel kind of the creative pressure, I guess, from that you feel with the best of the worst. Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, the best of the worst, um, our drummer Joe like writes a lot of the songs. So because there's so many people, you can't like stand in a room and jam with seven people. Yeah. So you have to have like the idea has to be focused before you step into a room. With County Job, we could kind of just like all stand there, jam on a part and like write a song in a in an hour. So it's it's just a totally different feel. So now, since you do the vocals on, I'm going to jump back and forth here yeah. on my global mind. So <laughs> best of the worst here. I wanted to hit on like some of the lyrics and kind of your influences there for the lyrics. Wait, Craig, yeah. this, is, yeah. this, is, this is crazy. I thought I you didn't care about lyrics whatsoever in any song ever. I usually, so, I, so I usually don't listen to the lyrics a lot. And I've said Me that. Me either, actually. I'm, I'm even, not, though I write, even though I write some of them. Yeah, so I'm 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 more of a I mean I've said this before I'm I'm definitely you know a music person I find I listen to all the heavy stuff because the music really draws me in and it's really technical to listen to um, I usually don't care that's why I listen to the screaming because I can't understand what they're saying <laughs> half the time anyway <laughs> it really doesn't matter to me uh, but yeah what are what are some of your inspiration for the lyrics and I don't know you can probably hit on some of the the songs that you've written the lyrics for and kind of where you draw on yeah I mean it's kind of weird it's. It's just like if something hits me enough that I'm like pissed off about it, then I'll write a song about it. There you go. <laughs> so I like that. Basically, the the joke that like we have within the band is that every most songs could be described with like the quote like that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you go like a one song I wrote about the Jonestown uh, massacre. Okay. Because I just got obsessed and was just watching documentary after documentary about it. That so that song's on that song's on uh, perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, song two, Jonestown, nineteen seventy-eight, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll play uh, that. Maybe we'll play that tonight. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. That has some mathiness to it too. So that is. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go so, ahead. So then, like. On the on haters, natural born haters, some of the stuff I tried to like, I don't know, I whatever hits me. So some of the songs, one of the songs is actually kind of about Tetris and how I get pissed off playing Tetris, <laughs> but it, it's also like how Tetris can be a metaphor for your own life. That song oh. is uh, 
Is that Control plus Z, or is that? That song, it would be Nowhere to Hide. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, by the way, speaking of that album, so when I was looking through and listening, is that your first cover song there, Alive with the Glory of Love by Say Anything? Our first recorded cover song that was released, yeah. We've been playing Alive with the Glory of Love since probably 2009. All right. Was there a uh, was there a reason why you chose that one in particular? Just because there's no genre tied to it, and it's kind of like everybody kind of knows it, and no one hates it. Very true. <laughs> that is really true. We've we've done a couple of cover songs in our span. We we did that one. We've done uh, Comeback Kid, Wake the Dead. We do if we play oh. like more core shows. Sure. And that's really that's really it. We were working on a cover of uh, the used Taste of Ink, but we haven't done it yet. I would love to hear that, by the way. <laughs> Let me know as soon as that gets made, and we will play that on the show for sure. Yeah, that would be a great cover. Yeah. I agree. We recorded a, a Suicide Machines cover once, but never put it out. That's like a an older ska core band. Oh. There's supposed to be like a comp that never came out. So we have that sitting somewhere. Maybe we'll put that up one day. <laughs> That'd be nice. Right now, it's locked in the vault with... All the other yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you toured. Obviously, you said it was easier to tour in college, and you're still touring now. Who? What's the most interesting, you know, show you've ever played, or the best show you've ever played? Yeah, it's always it's always a tough thing to answer because it always right. it all just ends up blurring together. Yeah. But we always have like the sickest time in Florida. We have like Florida is our our second home. Okay. We have some, we have some really good spots in Florida. And some really good friends. That's always good to go down there unfortunately we're not going down there this time but oh we'll definitely get back there yeah yeah yeah. anything in particular about florida besides kind of just the network you have down there well we have some like yeah we, we just have some old tour mates that we go down there and always see and florida's bigger than you think like we've done tours where we just go down and do all florida dates yeah go around the whole state so we have, we've had some good friends in uh, in Kentucky, too, that have always helped us out from the first time we ever toured until now. It's just that's that's the biggest thing for me is seeing people you only get to see a few times a year. Sure. Right. Whether they come through to your town or you go to them, it's still it's better than seeing them on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting to see people in person. So I switch gears here. So we started talking about this a little bit earlier and all your guitars and stuff but yeah. you, you started a blog called gear metropolis where you interview and i i started looking back through and reading some of your interviews with i mean some pretty some pretty big names like you've interviewed people in census fail and counterparts and my ticket home and those are those are just popping in my head because it's people that have been kind of in my rotation recently yeah but i i mean home is like that's like the new new metal. It's fucking sick. I it's, have, yeah. I don't listen to a lot of new hardcore bands, but that that some of those songs like get me pumped. Yeah. So and it's crazy to me how different it is. Their their latest album is from any of their earlier stuff. Oh, I mean, I never listened to their old stuff, but they were just like metalcore, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. drastically different. Like you said, it's it's new metal. It's like Raging Against the Machine turned up to eleven. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sick. Hopefully they keep that up. Yeah. Jason, I actually just saw them live. Like, what was it, Craig? Like two months ago, maybe? 
somewhere Probably about two months ago, yeah. Yeah, I saw them uh, at Middle East here in uh, Cambridge. And yeah, their new stuff sounds very similar. Like they're keeping with that new new metal with a heavier side to it edge. Nice. Somebody yeah. needs to do that. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I think they'll keep the torch going for sure. <laughs> so yeah, so obviously like you're inspired by like all of the the gear and stuff, but like how did you you know, how did you get started with that? And I don't even like know how it happened, but now I just have like 50 pedals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I used to be very, uh, like a purist because I play a Mesa triple rectifier is the amp that I use. Okay. So then like, that sounds so good. I, you really, I could play with no pedals and it would be fine. Yeah. But it's just like, it's the experimentation of it and like throwing this in there, throwing that on this part. It kind of, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I'll be honest. I mean, like, yeah, I, I recently got into, so I have what, three electrics now on a bass. So I actually recently got on a kick where I, I wanted a I wanted a ESP for a while, just solid state with, you know, active pickups. And then I saw Dallas Green play, went and saw City and Color in December. I don't know if you listen to any City and Color stuff. No. But... Watching him play a semi hollow, I was like, I need a semi hollow. So I bought myself a 339. Um, Gibson? An Epiphone. No. Okay, yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, those Gibsons are like, I, wouldn't, I would never pay that much for a guitar. No, I don't have that. I don't have Gibson. I would never pay more than $1,000 for a guitar, probably. <laughs> yeah. And I say that probably because you never know. So, so I got the, the 339, which sounds better than anything else I bought before. But now I'm obsessed with like pedals because I've been listening to a lot of post-rock stuff. So like Explosions in the Sky and Caspian. Oh, oh, yeah. All of that stuff. And now I'm like, oh, I need to get all of these reverb pedals and these atmosphere pedals. And I've been looking at like Earthquaker pedals and yeah, like it's Dryman pedals. And I'm like, oh, my God. You jump off the boutique end. It's a deep hole. Yeah, I just bought a Strymon delay pedal. Did you? It's really nice. Yeah. So now how did you get started with the blog even, like just talking to people? Yeah, it kind of just came out of that's like all I would do at shows is anybody that has like cool gear, I would try and talk to them about it. And we'd end up talking for a while. And I always, I don't know if you ever watched any of the rig rundowns on uh, YouTube. I probably Premier, watched. Premier Guitar does them. Yeah, I probably watched a handful. So I, the original idea was to do that, but on like the local scene. Okay. Except I'm too lazy and I didn't want to like bring a video camera to shows and like try and film stuff and then cut that together. So I just figured from experience of being interviewed with the best of the worst that people just email questions back and forth. Well, I could do that in my spare time. So that's kind of how that started out. So I, I do mix in the local artists, but I kind of, my own curiosity got the best of me and I kind of branched out and started like hitting up bigger artists. Sure. And in, in, partially in an attempt to get more people just to see the blog in general. Yeah. But also because now I get to talk to these people about what they use. Sure. So it's fun. It's not. It's quick and it's easy and the interviews aren't long, but basically everyone talks about most of the sound that they use. 
for everything yeah. that they use to get their sound. Yeah, and it's really interesting for me because it's always something that I go on like because I find myself like even when we're at like I don't go to a lot of shows. I'll be honest, and <laughs> you know I've had this discussion too. But like even when we're watching City and Color playing Dallas Green, his whole band. What I was fascinated by for the first like he played for an hour forty five minutes, and for probably forty five minutes of that set, I was just looking at what kind of amps they were playing and what kind of guitars they were playing and all the gear. And I, like came home and looked it up. Like what are, what are these guys using? So you're filling that that niche out there where like people can you know find out about how to sound like the artists that they listen to and how to replicate that sound or just you know what it, what people are using yeah yeah because some people just don't know and yeah. it's it's uh there's a lot of different ways you can approach getting a certain sound yes yeah absolutely i actually just found this other series on youtube i don't remember what it's called but basically they try to sound like popular artists for a cheaper amount. So they try to get like oh. equipments and see what pedals they could use to get to sound like the Foo Fighters. Or it's the two like, British guys. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yep. Yes, they, they run a music shop in England somewhere. And yeah, it's, it's a different spin on it, but that's pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah, it is really cool. I've definitely watched several of those where they're trying to get different sounds. So Ian, it sounded like I don't know if you want to jump in here. You look like no, you want to say you, something. No, no, you you've been like killing it right now. I can tell you guys have a rapport, so I've been kind of sitting back a little <laughs> bit on this one. Yeah, I don't want to. It's I working. Wanna, like, like this is the most I've heard Craig talk. Like it, it works. <laughs> this works perfectly. That's total bullshit. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I mean we can keep going to that. So yeah, you were talking about obviously all your guitars. So you mostly play with. Uh, you, what's like your favorite guitar, I guess, that you play with now and your favorite pedal that you use like constantly? Yeah, so I use the, the Gibson SG all the time, but I recently bought a G and L. What are they called? It's like a tally copy that G and L made. So it's like, uh, it's got a single coil and a humbucker in the bridge. And that's really, I use that for cleans on a lot of the songs that we're working on now. Yeah. So that's like a real versatile guitar that I could kind of do whatever with, but I'll never, I like the SG live so much. Just the humbuckers, I turn everything all the way up and just control my tone from there. Yeah. Pedal wise, I use, uh, there's a couple pedals I leave on all the times. So I have a, a Zvex box of rocks. So that's like a distortion and boost pedal. So I leave the boost section on all the time with a lot of high gain amplifiers. If you're not cranking them out, it's better to boost the signal before it gets to the amp. So I, it gives you more of a crunch, gives you more distortion. So I, I run that all the time. Because of that, I run a noise suppressor all the time. Yep. Because once you boost your signal, it's going to be loud. And I run a little reverb in the background because Mesa has no reverb built into it, or my Mesa has no reverb built into it. Okay. And your Mesa, you play Mesa triple rec? Yeah. And you play it through, is it a solid, is it all like a combo or you play it through a cab? No, I play it through a Marshall cab. Okay. And yeah, I have like other pedals, but mostly that's like for a part here or there. I'll flick on the Strymon. I also have a Wampler Faux Analog Echo, something like that. Okay. So that, that's like a, I use it like a slapback delay. I have a phaser, an MXR phaser, which is cool for a few mm -hmm. parts. And then I have a boss loop station, which I basically just loaded samples on. So I got to like, play samples in between our songs and stuff. Sure. So, yeah. That's yeah, pretty much my live pedal board. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. The only pedal I have right now hooked up is I have a boss loop 
just a single pedal loop that I play with myself, but I need to build out my pedal board and my wife's going to kill me. You need to get some delays. So yeah. So the ones I've been looking at, the one that really grabbed me was the, uh, the earthquaker levitation was really levitation reverb, but that's more like a reverb. Yeah. Well, I wanted, so what I really wanted actually was something to build out like atmosphere, something that's going to hang there and just like build out these like kind of tones in the background. That's Mm -hmm. what I was really going for. Yeah. Well, you kind of need a combination of delay and reverb. Exactly. The uh, TC electronic stuff are cool because they have tone print, which is you download an app on your phone and you can upload different sounds through your guitar, it beams it through your guitar cable into the pedal and it changes it. And so like a bunch of artists have created their own like custom um, delays or reverbs or whatever kind of pedal it is that you can download for free. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I should check that one out. So they they even make like small versions that aren't too expensive. Like I have a, uh, a Hall of Fame reverb mini, which is a very small pedal that you could just being different uh different reverbs to and then you can control it from the controls there until you change it to something else yeah and the reason i was focused on the reverb you were i knew you were saying about delay i play i have a a line six spider three 150 watt head that is hooked up to just a set of speakers right now because i don't have my 4x12 up here but like uh well i'm sure my neighbors would kill me in my apartment too if i was playing on 4x12 (laughs) um but that has like a pretty good amount of delay actually built in Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not by any means a purist because I have all like obviously the spider has all digital effects and shit. So yeah. Um so that's why I never actually had any pedals. But Ian, what else did you wanna Did you wanna hit on the choke artist as well? Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So you yeah. do yeah, you do I, I see that's on here. I missed it in the middle of my list. Yeah, so you guys have like kind of your own label that you do too, right? Yeah, it, it kind of started um, my buddy Joe, who plays drums, kind of started, but definitely been helping him out with it. It kind of just started out as a way to like put ourselves out, put out our own music. But then it, we kind of we've been branching out and uh, putting out other people's stuff too. We just put out uh, Split Seven Inch last year. That was our first vinyl release. That was the best of the worst, and three other uh, ska bands that were that we really like from across the country, Killing In, Still Alive, and Station Cases. So each band had one song on the seven inch. Okay. We're gearing up for our first uh, full-length vinyl release, which is from Feral Lux. It's a re-release of their uh, album from a few years ago, but it's the first time it's ever been pressed on vinyl, so that's cool. Uh, And this band, Lobby Boxer, from St. Louis area, we're putting out their CD for their newest uh, album, which they just put out, too. Yeah, what it's called. Right. That's pretty cool though. So you guys have like a, a studio there in, in Jersey where you do all the recordings. Well, we don't do the recordings, we just put out people's music like a record label would. Oh, I see. Okay. Except we don't have the backing of a record label. It's just <laughs> our it's funding it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. but, but it's it's we get a lot of, we try to get stuff that maybe people wouldn't hear out there more. And we run a lot of shows in the area and do stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe even to switch gears again here, I'm going to jump all over the place. Do it, man. Um, we we just did actually one of our episodes, hey, what, two episodes ago? Yeah. Three two, episodes ago? Yeah. Three episodes if you count it because it was a two-parter. So yeah. It was. We did uh, We did kind of our, our top albums like of all time. 
favorite albums. So I'm curious oh, okay. kind of to get your your input here. If you had to pick like, I don't know, top five, ten albums off the top of your head. You yeah, to, to put you right on the spot. That's right. Yeah, I know. I would have prepared. <laughs> Actually, I think I have something. Let me see if I can pull up something on my phone. Because I it's something you think about a lot. Yeah, sure. At least me. Because for me, there's a different distinction of favorite albums versus favorite bands. Right. Because yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of bands will put out one album that I think is a banger, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I like their whole catalog. Yeah, and we can talk about favorite bands too. Whatever is easier to like, kind of dive. Like I like albums actually. If I can pull this up, then <laughs> we could. Well, well, definitely my one of my favorite albums of all time is "Us in Music" by Demira. Okay. And that's like a very, it's very like shreddy, math rocky. And I don't know, the vocals are really awesome, and it's just. Something uh, it's untoppable. Yeah, right. I don't think I've ever listened to it. How do you spell the name? D A M I E R A. Okay. It was on. They were on Equal Vision back in the day. Oh wow. Okay. The names sound really familiar. That's why. Okay. All right. Now the guy plays in a band called Hidden Hospitals, out of Chicago. Um, other albums, kind of like covering each genre. Insanity Later by Folly is like one of my top hardcore albums. Also, Dance, Pretend, Forget, Defend by For Dire Life's Sake. Okay. Like punk bands, you got Wilhelm Scream, Career Suicide. For sure. Uh, uh, Propagandi, Today's Empires. And then like As Cities Burn, Son, I Love You, Misery Signals, Mirrors. That's about, that's like, that's the, that's some of my top stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm tr- it's, it's also all over the place. Well, right, I mean, right. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of like even just to go through. Craig, kind you, of, you had one. I think you had Misery Signals on your list, right? But a yeah, different, I had Misery, different album though. It was the first album from Misery Signals. Oh, yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's the album more most people like more. I like Mirrors more, but a lot of people like Older Singer. Yeah, yeah, I, and I remember back in school we had this discussion before about the different vocalists and how, I, and it definitely like their their sound changed a little bit as they kind of progressed and I don't know matured a little bit, but. Yeah, I was actually we, a couple of friends and I went to the ten year anniversary tour for uh, Malice. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. So I yeah I like I like Malice. It's I mean it's a classic kind of hardcore that really like mixed with math rock because they do all the weird type signatures and the syncopation. Yeah, their drummer's amazing. Yeah, it's fucking technical as far as an album goes. Um, who else was on there? Because I like that. Like, so I don't typically listen to vocals. So we we ended up talking a lot about that kind of stuff. And I like, I listen to like a lot of technical stuff. So like, um, I like August Burns Red, mm-hmm. obviously Norma Jean and the Chariot. Both those. Like, if you really want to get into like kind of like weird, like in the Chariot especially dissonant stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like the Chariot especially. Like, we're just gonna turn our amps like all the way up and the gain all the way up, and we're just gonna shred. Yeah, I kind of like more like the melodic side of stuff, like uh, like old Hope's Fall, like Satellite Years. Satellite Years yeah. is good, yeah. Yeah. And that was one I got away from. Satellite Years was like, I actually went back to it after I really liked A-Types and Magnetic North, and then I ended up revisiting Satellite Years and realized how good it was, and I don't... Yeah, A-Types and Magnetic North are like a totally different band. I think yeah. before Magnetic North, he kicked out like the entire band, and it was just the vocalist. Really? Yeah, I think so. I'm I mean, sure. it's totally different as far as style goes. 
but uh yeah that one and the ep before that no wings to speak of like that's that's the hopes fall i'll listen to yeah yeah old old hopes fall yeah i mean shy halud i like most of their albums yeah that stuff's very good yeah Again, like really, like I, I don't know. That kind of falls into like the straight up hardcore. Yeah, more on the punk side of things. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, punk, punk hardcore. Yeah. And then Ian kind of counters <laughs> over here because he likes. So I like the melodic stuff too, and I don't know, kind of yeah. in that in that line. Like I love for the fallen dreams. I could probably listen to everything in their discography over and over again. And to me, like it doesn't like start to sound the same for you. That's what I feel not, like with that. Not for Craig. Well, Never. It definitely so. So I will say I, I definitely agree with you. It all does start to sound the same, but I don't know. I just like it. Yeah, yeah. You like what you like. It's just like one of those things that just catches me. And then yeah, like Ian's yeah. on the other side. Like he can't do the straight screaming. Yeah, it's it has to be something like if Craig puts on something that I've heard of that I've seen. I mean, I've seen so many bands live. I've seen a lot of the bands that you guys are talking about live, but don't have their actual music because I'll enjoy myself while I'm there. But I need something in the vocals. That really gets me. Uh-huh. So I love the melodic stuff, and I love the clean and unclean singer together. So I'm big on the post-hardcore, metalcore, screamo, everything around there. So my stuff is from Autumn to Ashes, uh, Funeral for a Friend, Alisana, Escape the Fate, like all that kind of stuff. But in a very, very wide spectrum, for sure. Cool. Yeah. It's just yeah. that's the kind of thing. and Craig and Craig and I will make fun of each other for whatever we happen to be listening to at a certain time. But at least we're able to come together on a podcast where we just talk about music we love. So it, <laughs> exactly, it yeah. works, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll put on something like I know I don't even think you realize. So you had posted something forever ago about counterparts on I don't know some social media, Jason. I had seen it and yeah. I had never heard of them. I went and looked them up and like totally fell in love with their shit. Oh yeah, they definitely like bring it back kind of to the the bands that kind of there used to be a lot more of. And now there's not really as many. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff. Like I'll put that on the lab and it just at some point it just becomes too much for Ian because it's just like <laughs> well, all screaming all the time. It's not it's not that it's it's more I feel for the other people in the lab more than myself. <laughs> I you know me, I'll enjoy most of that stuff. The the stuff that I actually that I'm a little bit iffy on and even though I respect the talent that goes into it, but any of the post rock, the atmospheric music, that stuff I have a that's the one I have trouble with. Like I know what they're doing and I know what they're going for. It's just never been anything that I would ever turn on myself. Yeah, it's a it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really funny cuz that's kind of at least a lot more recently, it's been what I've been listening to probably fifty percent of the time. It's just discovering these like post rock bands. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that just stand at their stand and look at their shoes and click a lot of pedals. Yeah, it, well, exactly. <laughs> like that's what it becomes. It's like all running through a laptop and they're like turning. I was watching a video of Caspian the other day, and that was I think it was Caspian. And oh no, it was sixty five days of static, and they were just like at their computers for like three minutes in one song, like just like turning knobs. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> not really sure what's happening here. Like some point it became noise and not music. Yeah, it's 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 definitely something. Like I like Sigurus, but I don't really go much further than that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, but you have, I mean, you have like a pretty good depth of like listening to like a huge genre. Of different- yeah, that's the thing. I can't like, I have to... If you feel like the ska side and the punk side and the hardcore side, so there's not a lot of 
space left for other stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you can tell for the bands that you're in that you've really worked in all of your genres into one or two bands. So you've got it mostly covered. Yeah, and it's not, it's really none of it's intentional. You just <laughs> do what you want to hear and it kind of, that's how it comes out. It's the way to yeah, do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's all about. So I guess the last thing before we can then we can dive into kind of like what we're listening to now and recommendations. But um, anybody who's like out there, aspiring musician, you know, wants to start a band or is in a band, I don't know, any advice that you would give somebody uh, like that from I mean, your experience? <laughs> I would just say play as much as possible because you're not going to get better if you don't play and you're not going to, it's going to be weird playing in front of people until you do it like a hundred times. Yeah. And even so, then, probably you still, there's probably that like twinge of nervousness that you. Yeah, get. if something weird happens, but it's like, it's, you just got to do it. And if you want to, if, if you want to, uh, if you want to play shows and no one it will book you for a show, then run a show. It's stuff like, it's just stuff like that. Yeah. From like a gear side, I would say if you think you're going to like be into the gear a lot, then don't waste your time buying the mid stuff because if you're just going to get more obsessed and want to buy more of the expensive stuff, then don't buy the middle of the road thing and just to then let it sit and not use it. Right. Cause I've done that for some stuff and it's, it's definitely a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, uh, should we move on to some recommendations? Yeah, let's do it. And then we'll we'll make sure to plug obviously in Oh the, yeah, in everything. The description yeah. will have the link to the Best of the Worst Bandcamp, County Drop Bandcamp, Gear Metropolis website, Joe yeah. Garden's website. Oh yeah, everything. Sounds good. Yep. Roll it up on Twitter so people yeah, can you, find it. Do you also have a uh maybe we can wait till the end, but do you have a Twitter and everything for each band and everything that you'd like to plug as well? Uh, people can find that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that works all it takes is one google search true true <laughs> yeah well like we said we'll put it all up on the website and everything so yeah uh, yeah, that's, yeah that's great for sure all right so jason then you want to start with uh what you've been recently listening to yeah i'm trying to think of what i mean there's my buddies from new orleans pairs they're uh like a punk hardcore band they're really starting to blow up they got signed to Fat Records, and they're putting out a new record in April. So I'm looking forward to that, but I could still always put on their old album, Go to Prison. Um, yeah, that just got reissued by Fat Rec for probably – that album got released, like – got pressed like three or four times on vinyl, but that's a really tight album. Nice. Uh, Craig, what do you got? Yeah, so like I said, I've been listening to – like. It's weird because 50% of the time now, like, I don't know, I listen to a lot of this post-rock stuff and become fascinated. And it's actually almost like Jason said, it's from like that weird gear perspective. It's just like, how are they making these sounds right. with their instruments? So listen to like a lot of uh, Caspian um, and a lot of, I was listening to 65 Days of Static and there was somebody else, but they're escaping me right now. Um, on a totally different side, I was getting into some of like the indie rock or the heavier indie rock. So listening to Basement had a new album that came out this year. Um, I just have it up here called Promise Everything. So really good to check out. And Somos uh, has actually a new album coming out, but I was listening to their 2014 release, Temple of Plenty. And then... That's a good album. I like that one. 
Yeah, it was it was really good. It was kind of I don't know. It like hit that weird like Jimmy Eat World Manchester Orchestra brand new. The new song they put out, I wasn't really feeling, but. I don't know if I listened to it yet, but I, you know, I kind of just discovered them. They were in the latest issue of Substream, I think, was how I came across them. So the bass player actually sings, which is a little different. Yeah, they did an Audio Tree live session. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those before. Oh yeah, I love Audio Tree, but I wasn't too impressed with theirs. But may I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that everybody could have an off day. Yeah, I'll have to go. I'll have to go watch it but yeah so if you're in the mood for some kind of indie rock and kind of like that manchester orchestra brand new type feel go check basement out and somos out and then on the heavier metalcore side i've been playing the uh a war within album yeah you know uh you know we were we were lucky enough to kind of reach out to them and get a pre-release of their new album believe and it is a fucking ripper yeah i mean that segues to me because that's what i've been listening to a lot uh, for sure, their uh, new album "Believe" sorry comes out March eighth. Yeah, I've just been really listening to this on repeat a lot. Yeah, so definitely worth worth checking out. Oh, let's also go through because I know we're gonna end up talking about these bands um, probably next week or the week after. But we have three CD releases: um, "Hands Like Houses" with their album. That's right. Yep, "Dissonance," uh, "The White Noise" with "Aren't You Glad," and "From Ashes to New." With day one, they all come out February 26th. So we'll probably take a look at those and have our reviews and whatnot, see if we can talk to people, uh, go from there. But those are albums I'm looking forward to, at least for right now. Excellent. Yeah, I think I think we might be fine. Is there anything else uh, we want to go over? I think that's good. Yeah. Jason, anything else? No, that was great. Awesome. Yeah. I, Craig, you did a really good job just taking it through all those questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a natural born. I actually have my degree in communication. Ah, that's okay. Now I understand everything. <laughs> Sweet. So, yeah, awesome. All right. Well, so, thanks for yeah. doing it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jason. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, of course, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Craig, I guess we should say our farewells. And I'm also going to come back. So, you're going to hear an edit. And I'm going to come back with the premiere song from the new A War Within album and give them their plugs because hopefully we're going to be doing something down the line. Uh, Yeah, so Jason, thank you again. All right, thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank thank you. you. All right, see ya. See ya. Hey, everyone, it's Ian. I'm back, and I'd like to once again thank Jason Salvaggio for coming on and talking to us from the band The Best of the Worst and County Drop. Uh, We'll have all of his plugs up on the website, just like we said Um, Go ahead and look up both those bands, but we'll have both Bandcamp websites and everything ready to go. That way you can easily find his music. It is really, really good. Uh, We enjoyed talking with him tonight. Now, here's a song from Jason and the Best of the Worst from the album Perspectives. This is going to be Jonestown 1978.
Now we'll visit Jason's other band, County Drop. And I'm going to take a song off the album, You Firefly. It's something I had mentioned during the show tonight that I really, really enjoyed. So we're going to play track two, Over My Dead Summer. I'm also going to do now is bring up the band A War Within uh, because like you heard Craig and I talk about we've really really been enjoying their new album and what we're going to do now is we're going to first talk about the new album it's called Believe and it comes out on March 8th we're going to play the new song Mirrors off that album for you now if you want to get in contact they're currently on tour on the Drop the Gloves tour. So they're playing with Bless the Fall, Miss May I, The Plot in You, 
uh, and Sirens and Sailors. So all those bands are very good. Make sure to go ahead and check them out. But if you want to contact them, they're on Twitter, at A War Within Music, Facebook, A War Within, and then their website is www.awwmusic.com. So we'll play this song. You'll be able to hear, and hopefully we'll have more songs as the weeks progress, getting ready for the album coming out on March 8th, and enjoy. Is this all you want
now that you heard the song, go ahead and go to awwmusic.com and they have a bunch of pre-order bundles for you. So you can take a look over there and uh, yeah, check it out. Make sure you pre-order. Once again, the album Believe comes out on March 8th. And I almost forgot to do plugs. Uh, Hopefully you're listening to Ian Hates Music on either the website www.ianhates.com or you're listening on iTunes and Stitcher. If you like what you hear, please feel free to rate us. It'll um, subscribe, pass along to your friends. Uh, we're hopefully continuing on the trend that we're going, uh, talking to great people in the industry, as well as giving our opinions on new albums coming out and just talking about the music we love in general. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Ian Hates. You can also Twitter, Ian Hates Podcast. That's singular, Ian Hates Podcast. At Ian Hates Podcast, I guess is the best way to say it. And then you can also email us, ianhates at gmail.com. And I believe that's all the ways right now that you can get in contact with us. Hopefully, you're enjoying the show. Please send us feedback, things you want to talk about music-wise. Like, we really enjoy that. So just let us know. And uh, hopefully, you enjoy the show tonight. And hopefully, we have a whole lot more coming from you because we really do enjoy this. So I'll leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>